Hey, good morning, good evening, good night. How are you guys doing today? It's Antonio Villanueva once again coming at you with a brand new podcast episode. And today we're going to talk about the democratic field. I know everyone is talking about the impeachment and the upcoming trial and whatnot. We'll leave that uh, for a future episode. Today I want to discuss those that are left on the field for the Democratic uh, nomination. Or at least those that uh, were at the latest Democratic debate. A couple of things. Uh, I tuned in. As you guys know, I'm a big supporter of Miss Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, she wasn't in the debate, unfortunately. And those of you who uh, don't know about the requirements for the debate uh, probably don't care that she was or wasn't at the debate. But if you do a little bit of research, uh, I have an earlier episode as well where I talk about the, the ridiculous requirements by... By the uh, DNC in order to qualify uh, for the debates. Uh, this one in particular, I wasn't up to date really because, like I've said in my last episode, I was out of the country, so I was a little bit out of the loop. But about two or three debates ago, the requirements were to be polling at a certain percentage. Uh, for certain polls that were obviously uh, media controlled. I think it was an ABC News poll and might have been a, like a CNN poll or something like that. And those are easily manipulated. manipulated. Who, who's to say what people they ask their opinion of? Who's to say... Um, what demographics, what uh, locations of the people polled um, were being considered. We don't know these things. So I'm always going to be a conspiratorial guy when it comes to um, the DNC and their nomination of a candidate. And if you think I'm being an idiot for that, I just need to point you towards the 2016 nomination. We all know the shenanigans that happened. CNN forwarding questions to Hillary Clinton. Uh, Well, actually that was for the presidency actually. Might have been been for the uh, nomination too. For the DNC nomination. One thing for sure though. DNC colluded. Uh, to oust Bernie Sanders. So that Hillary uh, was the nominee. Unfortunately Bernie had no spine. Rolled over. And didn't complain. So I mean for all you Bernie supporters. For all of you Bernie fans. For all of you Bernie or bust people. Just remember, 
when Bernie got stabbed in the back, he played nice, rolled over, and didn't make a fuzz at all. Zero. Not a peep. Not a squeak. And that's not something I want from a, a leader of a nation. But that's neither here nor there. What I want to discuss today is the fact that I tuned in to this latest uh, democratic debate. Uh, the date is January uh, 16th. So this debate was, what, three days ago, I believe. And I tuned in for about uh, 10, 12 minutes, maybe at most. With the intent of watching because it was a big deal for me. I mean, this is like the biggest soap opera going on politics right now. Mr. Trump has just exploded um, the potential to be a celebrity as a politician. I mean, he did come in as a celebrity prior to being a politician. So that helps him. But as I, uh, like I was saying, I tuned in for a few minutes. I don't even remember. I think it was Mrs. Warren who was speaking. I don't even remember what she was talking about. Uh, Mrs. Koblachar might have been the, the next one speaking. I don't even recall what the. I, I think they might have touched on Iran, but. My main point is this. It's a new era. It's a whole new era. I uh, compare this era, and I think it's a, a it's a beautiful analogy to compare this era to the Nixon era. Uh, no, not the Nixon area. I'm sorry. Nixon was the other candidate in the running. But I compare this era to when TV became popular. And they had a debate, a presidential debate between Nixon and John F. Kennedy. It was a whole new ballgame. John F. Kennedy with his good looks, his uh, sex appeal and whatnot on TV just came out more presentable, more marketable, dare I say, and more presidential. So that that totally turned things around. Uh, Politicians had to rethink their strategies. Parties had to rethink their campaigns. Knowing now that their candidate would be on TV. For people to see and watch. Now, I compare this era to back then. Because Twitter and social media... Is the uh, the wrench in the machine that has broken the system? Social media became a tool uh, mainly for Obama. That's when it really took off. 
people don't want to talk about how Obama also used uh, what's the name of that company? Ah, it's at the it's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't recall. Something Analytica. Um, you guys know what I'm talking about. The the one company that gives uh, very detailed information to part to a campaign to a campaign so that they can focus and rework their message on social media. And then there was this whole hoopla after people found out that Trump also used it. But like I said, Obama was the first one. So that's neither here nor there once again. So Trump, though, is the one that took it to another level. I don't know who got into his ear. I don't know who from his team let him know Twitter, social media, Facebook, etc. is a powerful tool that you can use to write your narrative. That's the important part right there. To dictate your narrative. Now, Mr. Trump has become a master social media user. Of course, mainly Twitter. And that changed the ballgame. There is no other politician on the Democratic stage right now that has the same presence on social media, the same pull on social media. There are some outliers like Andrew Yang, he's very, very unique. He has potential, but I hate his policy. I hate his uh, UBI platform. I mean, it's that's a that's pie in the sky dreaming right there. The universal basic income thing that's not gonna work. Wouldn't work. Just wouldn't work. And it surprises me. And it makes me feel like it's a ploy by him. Like it's just a part of the show for him. Uh, just something you say as a politician. Because he's a businessman. So he knows that giving money out to people without anything in return doesn't, in, doesn't empower people. It entitles people. So, that's my big knock on him. But he's pretty unique on Twitter. But other than that, even Miss Tulsi Gabbard, she's not as forceful as she could be. Her platform is strong. What she has decided to run her campaign on anti-war, ending endless wars, being the, one of the only uh, true vets actually still in service. Uh, she could be more forceful She could be a lot more uh, A lot more of a monster on social media Just spitting out truth The way she destroyed Kamala Harris Pointing out some wild, wild uh, things from her time as a attorney general in California 
she should be like that all the time with the truth about the wars and the military budget and the military industrial complex. She would destroy. But I don't know who's advising her because she's just not forceful enough for me. Mr. Bernie Sanders, if it wasn't for the fact that he's a total communist, a total uh, pushover when it really comes to the time of standing firm and standing your ground, I would say that he has a shot. And truthfully, truthfully, on stage, his vigor, even at his age, might have a 1 in 20 shot against Mr. Trump. But there's nobody, really. There is nobody on the Democratic stage that I saw that could put up blow for blow on live television for the whole nation to see against Donald Trump. So you see, Donald Trump is not going to hold anything back. A. B. Donald Trump is funny. C. Donald Trump does not care. He does not care what it takes to win. He will say whatever it takes to win. On top of that, on top of that, I think he really does love America, does want the best for America, wants to put America on top in all facets of the geopolitical spectrum. And I just don't see anybody with with the it factor. Even when you look back at the debates back in 2016, Hillary Clinton was well-spoken, smooth, years and years of experience, polished for the moment, and Trump took her down. It was not easy. It was a very, very close vote, but Trump took her down. Now, in this day and age, I don't see anybody being able to put with the <clears throat> with the riffing, with the jokes, with the derogatory comments, in comedy. Mrs. Elizabeth Warren will get destroyed. Uh, Biden, he's not even in consideration for me. If the DNC really wants to push Biden as their guy, they are in trouble. Hillary Clinton was three times the candidate that Biden is. Hillary Clinton, regardless of her health issues and whatnot she was going through uh, back in 2016, she was three times still more uh, in tune and on the ball than Mr. Biden. So, I'm a libertarian. I have no uh, horse in this race. I have no fighter in this fight. But I'll tell you one thing. I don't see anybody taking Trump down right now. That's why I feel this whole impeachment ordeal is getting pushed so hard. That's why 
all the DNC, all the Democratic uh, uh, Party wants to do is focus on uh, destroying Trump's image. Uh, when in fact, it's just invigorating Trump's base. And that sucks because you're turning off people that really want true change. And you're pushing them to not vote. I didn't vote in 2016 because the DNC chose Mrs. Hillary Clinton as their nominee. Man, at this point, at this point, really they need someone like Oprah. Uh, Michelle Obama has a legit shot, I believe. She has a pretty strong character that I think could uh, really jab and, and punch against Donald Trump. So... I think the DNC really needs to think about their strategy, really needs to focus on um, picturing the presidential debate. You have to picture Donald Trump at his best, at his, at his liveliest, at his funniest, honestly. And who can go up against that monster? Because right now... It's not looking good. Uh, any comments, questions, jabs, hateful and spiteful things to say to me, you can look me up on Twitter at Tangents Reveal. All comments of any kind are welcome. I thank you for listening. You guys have a wonderful day. Stay positive. That's the only way to get through the day. God bless.